Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Firstly, the six vital numbers that I think you need to know. And then secondly, some of the methods that you might use to find out that data. Hello, welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. Now, I just want to say thank you to the number of people who reached out after my request recently. It's really difficult to know who's listening to the podcast, and you might have been listening for ages, or you might have just started. And actually, we can't tell from the stats other than where you are, but we can't tell who you are, what you like, or anything. And it's just really useful to know who our audience are. So thank you to those that reached out told us who you are, where you are, and even left us some suggestions for some other podcasts. So if you didn't respond, maybe now's your chance. Reach out. We've got details in the show notes and all the usual places of where we are. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, so we've just had a really super weekend. It was our three-day CMO event. We held it in Dundee on the Friday, then at one of our five locations on the Saturday, and then back to Dundee on the Sunday. It was a sellout and we had a great group of fun people. So thank you all for coming. We spent some time behind the scenes on Friday when we had customers in live sites. First of all, on that day, we found out how to find, negotiate and buy these types of properties. And of course, this is for multi-let. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's very specific about commercial multiple occupancy. The second day is all about fit out and design to optimise your buildings And then the third day is about operations, its systems, compliance, finding customers and selling space. So there's really those three stages. How do you find these things all the way up to purchase? Once you've purchased, how do you fit out design and optimise and then the operations side? And it's a struggle to fit it all into the three days, if I'm telling you the truth here, because actually there's just so much information. So thank you also to our five speakers who joined us over the weekend too. Um, Thank you for your contribution. It was very well and gratefully received. We may have even gone out for a spot of food and bev at a local Dundee establishment on the Saturday evening, which was great fun. It's good to get to know more about people, of course, who are growing their portfolios to learn about their motivations and experiences. I get lots from that. And a big shout out to the wine press in Dundee, by the way, and for the 20% discount. I'm just bringing this up, right? There is a reason for this, because you may never go to Dundee. But this is something organised for our workspace members by Rebecca, who's part of our Dundee team. So part of her job recently has been to reach out to local establishments around our property there and to organise and agree some discounts for our members. I think it's a really great idea. And of course, on Saturday night, it was a terrific idea because we saved lots of money. (laughs) So thank you, Rebecca, and thank you, Winepress. Now, if you fancy joining us for the next CMO weekend... It will be in June of this year, and there's an early bird price available for the next few days. I can't remember exactly how long, and of course, if you've listened to this in a while, 
Sorry you've missed out. But if you just listen to this one as it's coming out on Thursday, the something or another of February, there may be a couple of days left. If you've been thinking about coming on one of these events, why don't you make up? your mind, and come to the June one. The last two have been sold out, which has been fantastic. We like to keep the numbers reasonably tight. We just don't leave it open-ended. So if you want to secure a space, I would suggest you look in the show notes, uh, go on our website, and get something booked up right now. Okay, so one of the things that we discussed at length over the weekend was about market research, due diligence, all that stuff. And it reminds me of a question from Paul Reynolds. Hi, Paul. What are the steps to ascertaining market demand in a new market location that you haven't owned anything in before? Long question, but I understand what you're saying, Paul. So, I'm going to cover this in two ways. Firstly, the six vital numbers that I think you need to know. And then secondly, some of the methods that you might use to find out that data. So, in no particular order... Here's the six things that I always look for and I think are really important. I'm sure there's others, but these are the ones I'm looking for. So first and foremost, what is the local area square foot rate or desk rate? So if you're doing multi-let and maybe even doing desks and flex space, what is the price that the current market is showing? And of course, it will vary depending on lots of factors. But what you're trying to find out here is what are competitors renting out space per square foot, if that's how they're doing it. And often if you're looking at um, commercial agents' data on their websites, it's going to tell you that number. Or if it's an established serviced office or flex space operator, they may give you a desk rate. Obviously, you need to go and do a little bit of secret shopping there. But what you're trying to find out is what's the current rates? Now, it will vary so much depending on the quality and the size and all that sort of stuff. But it's really just to get a ballpark of what these numbers are right now because it's going to give you an idea of what you might get. And of course, the next thing, the next number I want to know about is what's the competitor occupancy levels? Are they full? Are they partly full? Where's that at? And of course, some buildings may be full and performing really well and others aren't. And of course, part of our due diligence is to work out why. So the next thing I'm looking for is the operating cost per square foot for your proposed model. Now, that's going to be a little bit more tricky for you. We have some averages, of course, that we've worked out over time. Um, we share that as at our events, but there are some caveats. I'm, I'm not going to give you those numbers right now because they do vary t- uh, quite a lot depending on what's going on in the building, where it is, what the heating's like, all that sort of stuff. But you need to kind of work out what that operating cost number is because it's going to give you an idea of what your expenditure is going to be on that building, particularly if it's multi-lit. And the fourth number is your build-out costs. And that's typically in square metres rather than square foot, right? Old and new money. But basically what we're trying to work out here is how much is it going to cost us to fit out our space, if indeed we have to fit it out. And ideally you're going to work that back to square meter, a square foot rate, but it, often it's talked about in square metres. And if you think about it, new build these days, maybe 1500, two grand, something like that. It may be more, of course, depending on whether it's a big shiny glass box or whatever. But costs have moved significantly from where they were before COVID. So it's a little bit difficult to pin that number down right now. But a light refurbishment might cost you £300 a square metre. A full on refurbishment might cost you £1,000 a square metre. It's a big variation there, but 
you kind of got to get an idea, and maybe that's through builders or perhaps just through some of your experiences so far as to work out what that square metre rate is going to be that you need to apply to your property. And then the fifth number I'm looking for is what is the market capital cost per square foot? So in other words, any building, this is all about comparisons, right? Um, any comparables, sorry, as agents call it. So is there any examples or evidence of properties that have sold in that local area in the last say, 18 months? And can you work out what the market capital cost was per square foot? In other words, if it sold for half a million pounds and there was 10,000 square foot, then it's maybe 50 pound. Do my maths right there. 50 pounds a square foot or 500 pounds a square meter, roughly. Capital cost, another good number to know. It changes so much depending on the condition of the building, of course, but it's another good number to know. What is your building potentially going to cost you or building similar to it? Now, the last one here, the number six is what are the cap rates or the yields investors are typically seeking right now? What we're talking about here is multiples. And this will help you a bit with valuations, but I always take this number with a pinch of salt. Every building is different and an arbitrary number can be a little bit of a dangerous thing. But by talking to agents, you're going to find out what the cap rates are or what are the yields in that area. So for instance, if you look at industrial, it may be that two years ago or 18 months ago or even 12 months ago, industrial might have been going for yields of 5%, 6%. Not untypical. But those have pushed out now and they might be near 8% because interest rates have gone up. And that means that people are still trying to derive the same amount of income or yield, but they're having to take into account where costs have gone for borrowing. So what are those yields? What is the typical multiple that people are paying for right now? As I say, it can vary so much depending on all the different things and aspects a building offers or doesn't offer. So don't treat it as an arbitrary number, but it's just a little thing to get an idea of for that local market. So for me, I'm looking for the square foot rate or desk rate, competitor occupancy levels. I'm going to go a little bit into the nuances of that in a second. The operating cost per square foot of my proposed building and model. Your build-out costs per square metre typically the market capital costs, and what are the yields or the multiples that are being applied in that particular area right now. And it's also important to know the demographics, of course, such as how many people live within a certain distance and a concentration of competitors. But that, again, has lots of nuances that I can't really simplify on a, on a podcast. So, I mean, these are some of the things that, that we go into on some of our uh, more in-depth videos and um, our weekend event and stuff like that. But it's just to give you the parameters right now. So this leads me on to our market analyzer, which is something you can um, readily download if you want, where we talk about the contract type and the offer. Um, is there, for instance, um, in terms of offer, um, if you're looking at competition, do they have somebody on site that's looking after the building? Is it a lease that's offered? Is it licenses? Are they managed or is it full repairing and insuring lease and the single occupant. So many variables, isn't there? There's so many levers here to affect the price and the valuation that somebody's going to give. And then in terms of occupancy, it's a little bit down to things like, what about the quality of the space or the competitor spaces? Is there 
lots and lots of really good quality space and it's all let or not let? Or is there the other way around? Actually, you've got lots of poorer quality space, but it's all let. And then, of course, it leads into the size of the units that are available. Because often there may be lots of office space available or industrial, but maybe the size of the units is just wrong for where the demand is. And if you don't have the market analyzed, then just jump on the website, download a free copy, and with it, you will get a link to an accompanying video where I talk through it as well. So, um, yeah, when I keep talking about the website, by the way, it's commercialpropertyinvestor.co.uk. That's where you're going to find all this lovely stuff. So next, let's talk about the second part. Here are some of the methods to find out that information for an area that's new to you. So, some obvious things. Do an online search, <laughs> but also talk to agents. Love them or hate them, agents do have information that's useful to have. <laughs> do some viewings. Get to know the agents on those viewings. Have conversations. It's going to give you uh, some paint on the wall here. It's going to give you some colour to that market, right? Take it with a pinch of salt, of course, but all that information gathering is going to help give you more context. Now, for me, the biggest thing about looking at a new area, particularly because I know kind of what model I'm going to do in that area or what model I'd like to do in that area, it's all about the competition. It's all about comparisons and due diligence on what's working and what's not and what's visibly there and what isn't. Again, back to the market analyzer. Is it, for instance, that actually there's a niche not covered in that area? It's just difficult to spot if you don't have the jigsaw box lid. Now, are those units that you're looking at in the competition full? Are they not full? Are they high quality or poor quality? And is the poor quality full or is it not full? The unit's big or small. What is working and what isn't? And it's not to say that if, some, if there's lots of something but it's all full, that you can't go and do it too. And online, you can check to see this kind of information, right? You can find out from brokers, agents, but ideally you're going to go out there and have a look around. And interestingly, when you are checking online for information, let me just remind myself and you that you need to really make sure you're getting the full information. Because often um, I've seen people do some due diligence on market prices and they'll come back and say, yep, it's £15 a square foot, it's £12 a square foot, whatever it is. But then actually, when you look on the website, that's the headline cost. But on the page three or two or three of the particulars, you discover there are there is a service charge. Sometimes that's fixed and sometimes it's not. And more often than not, you will find a number there if it's fixed. But if it's not, that's slightly more difficult, isn't it, to work out what's going on. Ideally, you're going to see what it is. So then you add the rent to the fixed service charge. Now you know the true market rate for that space. Another thing to do is check out what developments are going on in your target area. Is there lots going on? Or has there been none for years? Look on the requirement list. If you've heard of the requirement list or not, it's, it's a list put together of all the corporations, businesses that are looking at setting up multiple sites throughout the UK. So they may be franchises or they may just be part of the um, main business. But basically what they're doing is they're saying on this list, this is the type of unit we're looking for, this is the size, this is the price we're prepared to pay, 
and here are the locations roughly or the geographical areas we're looking. And that's great because if you can find a business that's looking for space, always better to find your client first, then you can go out and look for the commercial unit. And some people, that's how they run their businesses. That's exactly what they do. They find good relationships with customers that are looking to and seeking to develop their portfolio, as in their, their number of units that they're um, selling to customers from or whatever it is that they do or offering a service from, but they're not investing in that product because it slows them down. They want somebody else to invest in it and then they'll take on a lease. And the requirement list can be a good place to find that information out. More so for lease tenancies rather than flex, of course. Another one that I often suggest is just place an advert on Gumtree or somewhere online where you can put on a listing for under local stuff. And you don't have to say, you know, um, I've got a 200 square foot unit uh, and it's going to be available next week. I think, you know, putting something down like workspace coming soon or studio to let from the start of April, if that's a few months away. I think you do need to be specific, though. You can't just put down, um, you know, office space available in, I don't know, Woking or wherever it is. That, that's not really going to work. You're going to have to be a bit more specific because that'll draw out any low-hanging fruit because there's often untapped demand there that's quite easy to pick up. you just got to put some notice out there. And, of course, if you have bought a building, first thing to do, get some signage up. Test the market, see what they're looking for. The next thing I'd do, or I would suggest that you do, is for gathering this information from a new area, is you're going to have to go network. In business environments, right? Ask questions. If you start talking to people, where are you based? I mean, obviously you're not going to grill them, do this, you know, nice and quietly, right? <laughs> but where are you based? Oh, okay. How do you find it? Maybe they're based in the U an industrial unit. Maybe they're based in an office building somewhere. How do you find it? Maybe give you some answers. Is it, what's the quality like? Is it a good place? And they'll tell you, what's the occupancy like? And obviously you're not going to rattle through these. You have to form part of a conversation here. Is it a busy part of town? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, why don't you like it? Oh, I see. Right, the parking's not great. Oh, okay, okay. What, what, what are the landlords like? Are they doing anything? But, oh, they don't do anything. They're terrible. They don't do anything. And do you know what? They want to charge more rent. Oh, right, okay. What are they charging you? Oh, I can't remember. Right, okay. Oh, maybe you could let me know. I mean, it's, it's just trying to find out information from other businesses about what they're looking for, if indeed they're looking. Now, some of them are not going to be looking, of course, but they may still give you information that's going to be helpful. Now, having said all that, Right, doing online research, talking to agents, reviewing competition, which is the, the number one thing, checking out what developments are going on, looking on the requirement list, placing ads, networking. Nothing beats getting in the car or on your bike if you're that way inclined and taking a look about on the streets. Only then do you see what size of the tracks are better and where the investments are going. You need to get out there and have a look. Now, a negative or positive find based on any of these doesn't knock an area out of contention, okay? It doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to drop that, no point, it's a dead duck. No, in fact, some problems may lead to better opportunities. Think about it. If everything's going really well in your target area, the chances are property values are going to already reflect that. 
analysis on this is about both lettings and, of course, potential valuation of your investment after we've completed our value add. And it's only by going out there and researching as much as we can can we start picturing how that's going to look, putting it together into how it's going to look. Now, agents are going to form a really good part of that, particularly as you're starting out. But I have to repeat, this information and the reading of it ultimately is down to you. You're the one who has to make the decision. You're the one that's going to have to live with it. So make sure you find out all these little bits. Form your plan. Decide how much it's going to cost you to redevelop that building, if that's what you're going to have to do. Look at the cap rates. Work out whether you think you're buying your building or what price you need to buy your building at to be able to make sure you've got wriggle room on the other side once you've finished it. And of course, the occupancy, the operating cost per square foot and the local desk rate is all going to feed in to your numbers so you can work out whether there's margin there for you. So that's really what I do when I'm looking at new areas. I try and work out effectively what are the competition doing doing my due diligence on the comparables. And of course... I want to know how that area is performing. Is it growing? Is it shrinking? Is it plateauing? And don't forget, the pie doesn't need to be getting better. If you can produce a better product, you just can maybe choose to take a bigger piece of the pie. But obviously, if an area is growing, up and coming, there's lots of developments going on, but maybe not too much, still early stages, then, you know, those are some big ticks, right, for looking for opportunity. Okay, so I hope that helps you. I would like to say there's lots more to that. There definitely is. But I hope that's just going to give you some ideas when you're looking at one of those new areas. Because I always tell people, look, you need to focus in on a specific area and get really focused on the numbers, the people, and the requirements within a certain geographical area. Because if you don't, You're just going to be shooting from the hip in all sorts of different places and not really getting under the skin of that local market. So it's really important to do that. Okay, so thanks, Paul, for the question. I appreciate that. I know you asked it a few months ago, but I got to it in the end. (laughs) And thank you to everyone that came at the weekend. Again, if anybody wants to join us on another CMO course, there's one in June. We'd love to see you there. And if not, I shall speak to you again very soon.